welcome to Richa Chats. Today's episode will be about a topic that I think will be quite useful the next time you find yourself in an emotionally demanding situation. So a little while back, my friend and I were talking about an Oprah episode from a long time ago. Did you all watch Oprah in the past? Growing up, I'd look forward to going home after school and watching Oprah as I'd eat my snack. My friend and I were talking about an episode where Oprah was talking to someone who responded to anger differently than the way Oprah did. And it got us talking about how people have responded to similar situations in very different ways. Some might view something as an obstacle and react violently, while others can remain neutral and some can even laugh about it. But what do you do if you're in an emotionally demanding situation? Sometimes buying yourself some time or distancing yourself is the best way to ground and center yourself in the moment. And in today's episode, I'll share some of my favorite grounding strategies. All right, let's get started. I gave the example of the Oprah show earlier, but one example of anger and frustration a lot of people feel, including some of my friends, is road rage. Now, I can't really relate to it because I have the opposite problem. Sometimes, whatever the amount of time Google Maps says it'll take me to get to my destination, um, when my friends drive, we're always early. But for me, If Google Maps gives me an estimated time of arrival, I leave 15 minutes earlier because I tend to drive a lot slower. And driving slowly also puts me on the receiving end of people's frustration. Actually, I usually drive at or just below the speed limit, and on far too many occasions, I've seen the police overtake me. And because I drive so slowly, usually as they overtake me, I can see exactly what the person overtaking me looks like. And one time, it was actually my elementary school dare teacher. Anyways, some of my friends experience road rage to the point where it bothers them during and after the fact. And unlike me, if you aren't used to being overtaken and cut off, I can see why you'd be frustrated. And in the pre-pandemic world, my friends and I used to love going out for a meal together. And sometimes, right after we'd sit down at the table, they'd tell me their stories of road rage. But a little while later, they'd let it go. And part of what helped them was shifting their focus from their driving experience to focusing on the food. And that's actually one way to ground yourself when negative feelings rise up. And it's through savoring. So that can be through savoring food or a drink you'd like. Now, I'll share some more strategies. By the way, I got all of these from an article titled 30 Grounding Techniques to Quiet Distressing Thoughts from Healthline.com. Like savoring, I'll mention a few more to do after an incident, when distressing thoughts arise about said incident. And then I'll share some that work when you're in the midst of an emotionally uncomfortable situation. So the second strategy that I personally do after an emotionally taxing day is what they call putting your hands in water. 
and they say to notice how the temperature feels on your hands and your fingertips and to switch between hot and cold water. Now, I actually take a shower and、uh, I'm not a cold shower person, so I keep the water warm. But the activity of being mindful of how the warm water feels is grounding. And the reason I take a shower after a long day is because of two other strategies that they mention, which are to take a short walk and to move your body. Now, I like going out for a walk or jog, sometimes in the evening after a long day, but perhaps an activity that might resonate more with someone else. Might be jumping rope or doing yoga. What's important is to go inward and focus on your own body and the way it feels. For example, how do your hands feel or how do your feet feel? For me, I focus on the breath. Another strategy is to also listen to your surroundings. Is there traffic? Are the birds chirping? Are people talking? What are they talking about? Grounding yourself through listening involves paying attention to and being mindful of what's going on in your surroundings. Now, let's move on to some ways to ground yourself when you're in a challenging situation. There are some trifling people out there, and I know this because I used to watch a lot of reality TV. Like, you name it, I've seen it. And I don't know how their contracts work, like if they have to pick X number of arguments every season, but it seemed like picking fights sometimes was what kept the shows going. And what I noticed was sometimes when someone knows all of another person's buttons, they know exactly which ones to push to get a reaction. Like beep boop beep, and they say some nonsense stuff, and you've got an angry person in front of you. And it doesn't even have to be one person provoking another person. Nowadays, people will say outlandish stuff with the sole purpose of getting attention in order to grow their influence. I mean, there are people who still argue that the earth is flat and go on TV loud and proud and advocate their beliefs. So, what do you do when you're in these situations? For example, where someone is saying something that you disagree with and you want to ground yourself and avoid getting caught up in the moment. Here are a few mental strategies. The first is the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 method. So, you have your five senses, right? See, hear, smell, touch, and taste. Start with one of them and list five things around you. Then go to another and list four things related to it. Then three for the next, and so on. Here's a time I could have used this. So, when I was studying in Cambridge, Massachusetts, one weekend, my friend and I decided to drive to Cape Cod. And on our way, we were driving past these people that were on the side holding up signs for something that I felt was out of line with my moral compass. It was a time of great socio political turmoil in the country, and I felt like what they were promoting was perpetuating a message that was divisive and uninformed. And so I felt like if they could give their uninformed opinions, then I might as well roll down my window and give my informed opinion. So I rolled down my window and I started booing them. But just as I started booing them, the traffic slowed down. So now, instead of driving by these people, we were slowly creeping along, and I was booing for so long that I ran out of breath. And so I booed until my breath gave out, and then I inhaled and I started booing again. Really, my booing did nothing good. 
Honestly, the people didn't even respond. And now that I think of it, maybe they thought my boo was a woo. Anyways, I could have used the 5 4 3 2 1 strategy. So I could have started with five things I see maybe the different cars, the signs they were holding, the color of the sky, the color of their clothes, and maybe something I was wearing. Then moved on to four things I hear, so maybe the noise of the cars, the horns, their voice, the radio, and then three things I can touch, two things I can smell, and one thing I can taste. Some other strategies include thinking in categories, so listing the different ice cream flavors, or listing different animals, or sports teams, and so on. Along these lines, another strategy is to list your favorite things. So your favorite foods, your favorite songs, movies, books, and so on. And the last one is to do math in your head. Running through a times table could be one example, or even thinking of a number and then five ways to get to it is also another way. So I hope one of these strategies can help you the next time you find yourself in a sticky situation. And with that, I'll bring today's episode to a close. As always, if you liked what we talked about today, share it with a friend. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, you can send me a voice message through the link below. I'm here to listen. You can also send me a message on Instagram. I'll leave a link to both below. Next week, we'll talk about some ways to identify patterns of negative thinking. I'll share one of my favorite resources that helped me identify different forms of negative thought patterns so that I could reframe them into more constructive ways of thinking. Until then, take care and I'll see you next time on Recha Chats.